Hello everyone, today is the first episode of Eat Sleep Horror, my new podcast, where I talk horror, I just talk about things that are going on currently, movies that I like, things I don't like, any news whatsoever, so in this first episode is going to be just me talking a little bit about myself, what I like, plans and stuff like that, so if that catches your attention then you can continue to listen to the next episode. And in this episode, I am going to tell you what I am going to be doing in the next couple episodes. So, my next episode that I have planned, I have three films planned for this one. I'm going to do this because I enjoy it and it's fun to me, even if no one listens, that's okay. Because I like talking about horror, even if I have to talk to it about myself. So, I'd like to give a big thanks to Mr. Watson over at Horror Corridor. He has been nothing but helpful and supportive. He's a really, really amazing person. So is everyone in that whole community. I feel comfortable and I feel at home talking to people that have the same interests as me and debating and finding out films that I've never heard of. So I appreciate everyone over there at Horror Corridor. You guys are honestly like a second family. I know that sounds a little much, but it's true, because it means that much to me. So, sorry, I got a little bit off track. So now, we're going to get into the movies I'm going to be talking about. The first one, I'm going to be talking about a film called Freddy vs. Ghostbusters. It's a 2004, 34-minute short comedy. It was released May 13, 2004. It has uh, over a 1,000 ratings on IMDb, and it has a 6.4 out of 10, which isn't bad. And the funny story I found out about this film was I went and seen Split Thursday night at the theater, opening night, and I was talking with uh, somebody else, and I said, uh, "Where's who made Split? I said, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, self-proclaimed master of suspense. And I was telling him how I didn't think that film was that suspenseful or that good. I didn't like that film that much. I, it had its redeeming moments, and the characters and personalities in the film is amazing, and the way that it goes in-depth is just it's so intriguing, and it keeps your eyes glued to the screen for the entire run, which is, has to be over an hour and 30 minutes. I was so into the character depth of Casey, the main girl, that I didn't care how long the movie was. It was towards the end of the film where I was kind of getting off track a little bit, and I was like, this is stupid, please don't take this to where it looks like you're going. Luckily, it went back on that, but it still had things in the film that didn't seem like a horror film. The only thing that seemed like a horror film, or horror aspects in that film, is the kidnap, the kidnapping part, and uh, one of the personalities later in there is has some things to him. I don't want to give any spoilers, because that's kind of a big part of where the suspense lies, which is very little suspense in this entire film. So that's my little thing of split. I also have a blog where uh, record stuff tonight, which is the 21st. I'm uploading Critters 2 and then Videodrome the next day and Critters 3. So I'm going to do the whole Critters series, which is pretty cool. So the whole story about how I found out versus uh, about Freddy vs. Ghostbusters is I was telling about Split and I said, yeah, just how people call Wes Craven a master of horror when in fact besides Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, and a few here and there, people think he's not that good. So I found this in there, I'm like, huh, I love the Ghostbusters. 
I obviously love Freddy. I'm going to have to check this out. So that was the first one. The next one is a film called Motorhome Massacre 2005. It has a runtime of 88 minutes. It's a comedy horror released straight to video August 4th, 2005. It has a 3.1 on IMDb, which anything below like a 4, I usually, you know, usually people try to shy away from it. Some people check it out anyway because critics, you know, tend to be hard on horror to us because we like horror no matter what it is, even if it's stupid. So. This film, the synopsis reads, seven young friends climb aboard a vintage RG, RG, RV headed for a fun-filled weekend in the woods when they encounter a night-vision-goggled, machete-wielding psychopath. That sounds dumb, right off there. I actually returned something to this local store by my house that sells all types of collectibles like graphic novels, manga, uh, Nintendo 64 games, all that kind of stuff. And I had like $50 to spend, so I bought uh, Motorhome Massacre, uh, White Noise, uh, the whole species box set with the special feature for 6 bucks. So I got all this stuff, so I saw this little obscure thing that I've never heard of, so I was like, I'll pick it up. So I'm planning to do that one as well. And the last film is a film I actually heard over on the Shockwave podcast by Blumhouse.com, and... They were talking about a film called um, Mermaid in a Manhole, and this is part of the uh, guinea pig series in Japan. There's like seven or eight films over there from that series. We only have uh, American Guinea Pig and American Guinea Pig Bloodshock, I believe, which is the newest installment of that series over here in the United States. So that film is supposed to be disgusting, and I'm curious to see if it's actually disgusting to me because I'm I've always had this weird thing where I want to see how if a film can actually offend me or disgust me not offend me as in you know like racism or you know political views or anything like that I'm talking about like pure just disgusting gore and I'm not talking about like German splatter films or anything I love all the French extreme films such as High Tension or Martyrs. This is a film that reads, An artist finds and rescues a mermaid in a sewer. He takes her back home with him, and she develops sores all over her body that begin to pulsate and bleed. He uses what oozes from her sores to paint her portrait. So I'm not going to read the last sentence, because I think it's a spoiler. So this, you know, like, sores and, like, body fluids tend to gross people out. So I want to watch this for myself. Hopefully this won't be too hard to find. This was released in 1988, and it has a 5.5. It only runs 63 minutes, which is short. came out July 25th, 1988. So that is the upcoming episode I have. I'm planning to do it weekly. Every you know Thursday or Friday I want to come out with one just because I enjoy talking about it, even if I'm sitting here looking at my computer screen right now. So, the next thing that I'm going to bring up are just some of the reviews that I've had recently on the website, and if you guys agree with my viewpoints or you don't agree, or if it interests you, then you can keep listening, and this is kind of just giving a people about, you know, a thought about how my mindset works when I watch these films. So, the first film that I hated 
hated this year was Clinical. I hated this film. Uh, with Vanessa Shaw playing the main role in this film, this is a straight-to-Netflix film, 2017. Synopsis reads, a psychiatrist to put her life back together after a violent attack by seeking to repair the life of a new patient, but he has his own terrifying history. So, this film was over two hours long, and I have no problem with a film that's over two hours long if it can keep me intrigued. The beginning of the film starts off very well, and I've noticed that as a trend this year with films is that they start off strong. Uh, the Bye Bye Man started off pretty well, and this did as well. Those are the thing that they're doing this year is they're getting you, they're putting scare and depth right in the beginning of the film so it hooks you in. The, and then they do this slow burn thing. So they're going to give you action, 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 right in the beginning. Slow it down. The issue, the first issue I had with this film was that it was too long. It took two, it took an over an hour for anything to happen. Anything. It was so slow. And I don't mind a slow burn film as long as I get a good payoff. This film, the, the twist made no sense at all. It probably would have... Let me rephrase that. It probably would make sense to some other people. I think it was way too far-fetched to be feasible in this. And they went the complete opposite direction of how they should have went with this film. They went with the patient's backstory rather than the girl in the beginning. They went through the patient Alex to get to the girl from the beginning rather than the other way around. The whole story should be around the girl. It should be like the ring. It should be based around her backstory to tell why she's here and what she's doing. She's not a ghost or nothing, I don't think. This film is just so confusing to me. They do flashback sequences and all these different kinds of things, and I'm going to be honest with you, three quarters of the way through the film, I didn't know if it was a dream or what was going on. It was ridiculous. It was so convoluted and confusing that it it just pissed me off. It just didn't make any sense at all. It takes these, it has these scenes in the film where the tension is good. My heart is racing. I can hear it. I can hear my heart racing. I can feel it. And then they go. They let it go. They don't take advantage or capitalize on a good scare or a good tense moment in the film. So it feels like it's wasted. It's a wasted film. It's wasted scenes. It just... So... The the twist is the part. I've talked about this. The twist is fucking ridiculous. It is ridiculous. I, I can't stand it. Uh, there's some good, decent gore towards the end of the film. There's one thing in particular that's pretty cool... It looks kind of Evil Dead-ish, in a way, gore, if you can imagine that, you know what I'm talking about. I rated the film a 3 out of 10, it is on Netflix right now streaming in the United States, I don't know about the other countries, I would highly recommend not seeing this film, actually. Uh, the next disappointment that I've had this year is uh, The Ring 2. Now, The Ring 1, I love that movie. It is great. I rated that a 9 out of 10. It's perfect. They keep Samara ambiguous 
they go into the backstory. It's good. It's great. The island with the fog and the lighthouse, it's fantastic stuff. It's truly a great horror film. The thing that people want to do now is they want to see the monster, and they want to know everything about it. They don't want to keep anything to mystery to where a thinking man can think about and interpret the film in your own way so everybody can look at it different. That's what makes The Shining so fantastic, is that everybody can interpret it. If you've seen the documentary Room 237, then you would understand that everybody looks at this film a different way because they leave things open to your perspective to where you can take a film this way and think about it this way and somebody else thinks it's something completely different but it all makes sense now the ring 2 goes into a little bit of just ridiculousness the effects in this movie are straight garbage it's trash um, the scares in this movie are garbage the whole story with the kid not being able to hear Samara while you're sleeping is dumb. It's stupid. It makes no sense. This movie, I watched the unrated cut, and it's over two hours long. It was the most... It was the worst two hours of this year by far. It was a complete waste of my time, and I hated it. It... I had this movie on 1.5 for well over an hour. It was way too far-fetched. It was fucking ridiculous. I hate it. Hopefully the rings looks it, it looks pr promising I guess. The only thing that people don't like currently is that airplane scene in one of the early trailers and like Dave Z says over at the Exploding Heads horror podcast that he doesn't watch uh, horror trailers because they give too much away and I completely understand that and you know, seeing a trailer before seeing the movie can come out can give you an altered state of uh, of how you see a film, and it could alter your opinion onto uh, not seeing anything and then seeing a film and be like, "Wow, that was awesome!" or "Wow, that was garbage." So that is a is something that that needs. I I'm gonna try to do the same thing, but I just see these things because I want to get excited for these films. I want to get excited for Ring. The second teaser spot on it is fantastic they give you a little bit of scare and you know some stuff is going to go down in this movie which is good instead of seeing that airplane scene which could just irritate people so that is good i have high hopes for this i'm planning to see every horror release in theaters this year so far i've seen uh, underworld blood wars the by my man split i believe those are the only three horror films that have come out in a nationwide release and I'm waiting for other ones I'm waiting for Alien Covenant because that trailer was awesome uh, the sci-fi-ish-ness if that's a word which it's not is something I'm not completely fond of I'm not a fan of uh, sci-fi horror-ish like uh, Underworld or Resident Evil I like it but I don't like guns and explosions and stuff especially in horror films because the real horror in horror films to me with killing is somebody doing it with their hands and I like what Dave Z says that he says it's more personal and horrific that somebody kills somebody with their hands or with a tool where they have to be right up next to you 
rather than shooting you with a gun. So that is definitely reigns true for me. Now, for the last little bit of this, I'm just going to go over some films that I enjoy and give a little bit of feedback on those. Um, my favorite film of 2016 is The Witch. The Witch is so good. It's a modern masterpiece, I would go to say. Clickety-clackety. Black Phillip is great. He's fantastic. I love the old-timey English. I love the long shots of the forest with that music. It is truly terrifying. That score is great. It's the the sound design is so good and everything's done with natural lighting and it looks realistic. Like I feel like this family like this could be a real family and this actually happened because their beliefs go this far and it is so good and I love a film that's not afraid to go that extra mile that I'm not condoning or it's kind of weird that saying this that they killed a baby in this movie that is something unheard of almost that never happens and people are scared to go there and scared to say what they need to say and that kind of gets a little disheartening because these films could be so great if they're not afraid to go here or afraid to get some criticism that's that's the thing now I'm just searching up the witch real quick I just want to see yes it has an 83 meta score this very art house ish which I'm sure you've heard a million times that this is a thinking film and I love the way that this film ends if you have not seen it yet I don't know what you're waiting for I picked up the blu-ray it looks great I would also suggest watching it with subtitles because sometimes the old-timey English can kind of get hard to understand so seeing it uh, having the subtitles there makes it a little bit easier to handle. Uh, another film that I really enjoy is The Shining, of course. Shining's in my top five horror films of all time. It is so good. I don't think you need to tell me how good the... I, I don't need to tell you guys how good The Shining is. You've seen it. Another film... A couple films that I've wanted to watch but haven't watched. Never seen any of these films. And I'm sorry. I've never seen Suspiria, and I've never seen Videodrome or any of that, uh, the Cronenberg body horror stuff. I really, really want to watch that. Actually, after this podcast is over, I'm going to go watch Videodrome and Critters 2 for the blog tonight. And I like that body horror stuff, and of course I need to see the Cronenberg films. Because he is so good, and I kind of like how he's takes that kind of edgy sci-fi-y look-ish on the plot or the where the film is placed and what's surrounding it with like characters and like locations and that film is ahead of its time the Videodrome, I've never seen it but I've heard it from a, another podcast that they said this film is kind of telling the future-ish without the horror-ish part of it that the TVs can consume us metaphorically and I find that really interesting so I want to see this film now and see how good it is uh, Suspiria is a film I started watching the other day I watched like two minutes of it before I had to go do something 
So I'm definitely going to watch that because I've heard uh, countless podcasts, um, uh, Shockwaves and uh, Exploding Heads talk about this film, and they said it's one of the greatest horror films of all time, and I have not seen it, so I definitely need to get that. Uh, another film that you guys should definitely check out is uh, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, the... 3D and 2D version. I got it from Walmart for $10. And they released all these old, like, uh, monster movies ish. And I really, really like that. It looks fantastic in 3D. And I'm really surprised because it just. It's so vibrant and under the water looks good. And the monster still looks good to this day. I'm really surprised. That is a beautiful film, and that restoration of that film is fantastic. Another film that I just ordered and I just got was I bought the lenticular cover film of Jack Frost. I got that from Vinegar Syndrome over there. I got it for like $27 or something like that. I've never seen Jack Frost. I kind of wanted just to have it because I've heard really ridiculous things about that and I don't really mind when a horror film just goes bad shit crazy so I definitely am going to check that one out lately another film another thing that that's cool is Best Buy is doing all these like pop art steelbook things lately they did them for the uh, Underworld series I have a Psycho steelbook cover and on the back of it says we all go a little mad sometimes it's pretty cool that they're bringing these things. So they have, like, pop covers and stuff like that, like pop art, which is, like, The Birds has it, uh, Equalizer, It Follows, like, those kind of films are either in a steelbook or in the pop art, which I really like. The, the next thing that I want to see is I've never seen any of the Species films. I talked about them earlier that I had them for $6, all three of them, plus the bonus DVD. To me, it just looks like an alien ripoff right off the cover. I'm not sure. I can kind of... I think anything alien-ish kind of feels like an alien ripoff. But I'm definitely going to check that out for myself. And then another cool thing that I found at the video store. I'm just kind of going all over the place to tell you guys, you know, a little bit about what's going on right now. And to see if you guys want to, you know, hear more. So I got... They had buy five get one free DVDs at the store and I had a Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge still in the plastic for $3 still in the plastic where it came from I had to pick it up alright so just a couple more things before I go the last three things that I got which were pretty cool is I bought the Black Maria uh, Texas Chainsaw truck which is pretty cool. It comes with um, a limited edition poster. I think it comes with like three cuts of the film or uh, when they're restored from different things. I didn't completely check on what each one was. I haven't really got around to it. There's a lot of other films I want to watch first. And it comes with this cool uh, bloody apron. So that was pretty awesome. The, the next thing that I got was the pop vinyl collectible figures. I got a Michael Myers one autographed and that is now the last thing that I got was a chopping mall movie poster I think the whole reason 
I got the Chopping Mall movie poster is because I really, really love the tagline for that film. I've only seen bits and parts of it. I wanted to get the Blu-ray for a while, but it's pretty expensive, and I didn't really want to uh, pay like $40 for it. I think I saw it on eBay for really expensive. I think that one comes from Criterion, so I'm definitely going to pick that up when the price goes down. The next pickups I'm getting are the Alien Anthology and that. I have the Alien 30th Anniversary Collector's Edition, but I don't have any of the other aliens on Blu-ray. I know they go more sci-fi-y. Now that we're wrapping it up here, I just want to tell you guys a little bit about myself before I go, and then you guys can decide whether or not you still want to listen to me. So, I am 20 years old, and I work for a, uh, a food company that owns a bunch of smaller chains of uh, food and I live in uh, Michigan I'm originally from Seattle I moved here when I was uh, like six or seven years old and I've been a horror fan for a, a, a while uh, a funny story I guess would be when I was younger my dad let me watch Halloween and I had to sleep with the lights on for like six years. It scared me to death. And I think that was kind of the fascination that I got into horror with. That something can do that to you and change how you think on a, a mental level. And I think that's just amazing that something can do that. And I think that's what kind of opened the door for me to walk in to this genre and see all these amazing films, all these different types of films out there that you need to experience. It's a fantastic experience, a fantastic ride, seeing all these things, seeing all these different directors and different people and their different points of view and see how ridiculous something can be, see how funny, how just straight bloody or gory or disgusting something can be. Just, there's so much out there to experience. So I think that's really interesting and that's why I will be doing this because it's something that I enjoy and it's something I like to talk about. I definitely like to talk to somebody else about this. I just want to watch a film and kind of, you know, get somebody else's point of view. Because this, the split thing, uh, the movie, I've seen a lot, the, the reviews are, are split, you could say. That some people like it, love it, some people don't like it. Like me, I don't like it. I don't think it's that great. I see the potential in the film, but... To me, they just missed the mark here by a lot, and that's just not, it's not a film that I'm going to revisit ever. I won't even pick this up on Blu-ray unless it's like $10, you know, $10 or something. So that's the only thing I have to say left about that film. I really don't want to mention it because I don't like it that much. So that is it for today's episode. In future episodes, there will be explicit content being genuine. So this is completely how I feel, unbiased opinions, and I just want to talk about horror. That's all I want to do. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to check out the next one. That'll be on iTunes next Thursday night. I will watch all these films, and I will review all these films, and I want to thank Mr. Watson and the whole Horror Corridor community once again. Thank you, guys.